We are truly living in a world where good is considered evil and evil good, where everything seems upside down and backwards, where Black Lives Matter is getting nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, and John Kerry, who with his wife owns multiple states, cars, SUVs, and a jet, is now the Biden administration's climate czar, urging Americans to take public transit to save the planet. But nothing is so bizarre as Pope Francis's latest comments using scatological terms to describe the media and bashing Catholic fundamentalists. Coming in a close second this week is San Diego Bishop McElroy commenting on Holy Communion for President Biden. But at least Archbishop Vigano has a very Catholic message for the Feast of the Purification of Mary, also known as the Feast of the Presentation, which we celebrated just yesterday. Stay tuned. In shocking comments made in an interview with the U.S. Bishop's news agency Catholic News Service on Monday, Pope Francis used the terms coprophilia, which, according to Wikipedia, refers to, and I quote, sexual arousal and pleasure from feces, end quote. It's not the first time the Pope has used the term to the consternation of Catholics. He made similar remarks in 2016 using the same scatological term. The Pope's comments came as he described the four main sins of journalism. Have a look for yourself. Now, the Pope defined this use of this term uh, as journalists, and I quote, always wanting to communicate scandal, to communicate ugly things, even though they may be true, he said. Well, in that same interview, the Pope went after what he called traditionalists in the United States, suggesting that they need healing. Watch. Now, from the transcript of his remarks at that meeting, which are posted at the Vatican website, you can read that he also came down very hard on what he called fundamentalists in the Catholic Church. Here's what he said. All religions have fundamentalist groups. All of them. We do too, he said, referring, of course, to the Catholic Church. He continued saying, and I quote, and they destroy, starting from their fundamentalism. But these are small religious groups that have distorted and have sickened their religion. And as a result, they fight, they wage war, or they cause division in communities, which is a form of war. But these are the fundamentalist groups we have in all religions. End quote. Now of note, there was no similar condemnation of progressive groups inside the church. Meanwhile, in the United States of America, President Biden's so-called Catholicism continues to be a major news item. Not only does he promote abortion in America, but also abroad. 
In fact, cartoonist Patrick Cross, who has been a contributor to LifeSite News in the past, has this awesome cartoon which really encapsulates what's going on. In the cartoon, you'll see Biden is asked by a priest the traditional baptism renunciation. Do you renounce Satan and all his pomps and works? And Biden replies, personally or politically? But despite his very evident lack of faith and scandalous promotion of abortion, many U.S. bishops have in been insistent that Biden should not be denied Holy Communion. Speaking at Georgetown University Conference Monday, San Diego Bishop Robert McElroy said it would be it really, he said, it would amount to weaponizing the Eucharist. Have a look. Uh, I do not see how depriving the president or other uh, political leaders of, of, of uh, the Eucharist based on their public policy stance can be interpreted in our society as anything other than a weaponization of the Eucharist and an effort not to convince people by argument and by dialogue and reason but rather to pummel them into submission on the issue. McElroy, who is one of the most controversial figures in the U.S. Episcopacy, has already advocated downplaying the church's stance on abortion, altering its stance on homosexuality and also female clergy. He actually pointed to Pope Francis as an excuse for insisting that pro-abortion Biden should receive communion. Watch for yourself. Furthermore, Many bishops are proposing that the conference take steps to publicly deprive President Biden of his ability to receive the Eucharist. In contrast to the direction advocated by this flock of bishops, we have a Pope who has placed encounter, dialogue, honesty, and collaboration at the heart of his approach to public conversation, and who is unlikely to endorse the deprivation of the Eucharist from the President. But faithful Catholics and pro-lifers are making their own voices heard, and very powerfully. You have to check out this video, titled, A Message for President Biden, The Unified Voices of Africa. It was released last week in response to the Biden administration's announcement that it would repeal the Mexico City policy, which would restore foreign aid to organizations evolved, involved in abortion. Obianuju Ekyosha is a Nigerian-born human rights activist who's the founder of Culture of Life Africa. She put this video together. She's a great friend. Have a quick look at this. And I would like to use this opportunity to plead with the incoming U.S. President Joe Biden not to sponsor abortion in Africa. We all deserve the right to live. I stand against the funding of abortion in Africa. Life or death, I choose life. My name is Benson, and I'm a cinematographer. I stand against the funding of abortions in Africa. What if you weren't given the chance to live? What if I was aborted? I wouldn't be here making this video. My name is Tumei, and I stand against abortions in Africa. Very powerful indeed. Be sure to check out the whole video. Also, yesterday was the Feast of the Purification of Mary, more well known today as the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord in the Temple. At LifeSite, we published a beautiful reflection on the feast from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, which I encourage you to check out. But he made 
this special appeal to priests and religious inside that reflection, to nuns and monks. Speaking of the troubled times in the church and in the world today, he said, and I quote, In this supernatural battle, the contribution of religious men and women is fundamental. This is why it is more necessary than ever that consecrated souls rediscover the sacrificial dimension of their vocation, offering themselves in Holocaust as expiatory victims. This, after all, is the heart of the religious vocation and of being a Christian itself, becoming like Christ and following him on the cross as to sit at his right hand in blessed eternity. I therefore invite those who have the privilege of having chosen the state of perfection to pray with renewed ardor, to fast with zeal, and to do penance. Finally, let us ask the Holy Spirit to touch the ministers and religious who have been led astray, granting them the gift of repentance and the grace of forgiveness. End quote. And finally, do you remember that spoof ad for the manslator, a translator for woman speak to something men can actually understand? Well, here's a refresher on that ad, and I'm going to give you a real version of the manslator right after this. Hey, are you golfing today? Yeah. It's the second time this week. But you said it was fine. It is fine. It's perfectly fine. Are you confused by female behavior? Wish you had a translator to understand what she means? Well, you're in luck. Introducing the Manslator, a revolutionary device that translates woman language into simple man words. Finally, the power to know what she means. Okay, cool, let me just check with my wife. Hey babe, a tea time opened up later, you mind if I go? Fine, if that's what you wanna do. No go, stay home. On second thought, I think I'll just stay here with you and watch The Notebook. Aww, how sweet. Now that's more like it. Honestly, I wish there was such a thing sometimes as a manslater, even after more than 25 years of marriage. But I'm still not the best at woman's speak or womanese, as you might call it. But I want to introduce you to a great teacher not only of womanese, but on many other things to better your marriage and your spiritual life. Deacon Dr. Bob McDonald is a personal friend and a great Catholic psychotherapist, now retired, and he, one of his videos, one of his wedding homilies, w was put to video on LifeSite years ago, and it went totally viral. He's now got his own website featuring, all for free, many of his talks and inspiring writings. Here's a little taste of what he's offering a one-minute snippet. Have a listen. This is a Marriage Minute with Deacon Dr. Bob MacDonald. Women often use the words never or always or should, and men take that literally and get it all wrong. For example, wife, we never go out. Husband, we went out last Thursday. How can you lie like that? Translation, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I wish we could go out together and just be relaxed and close. Woman, you never give me flowers. Husband, I bought you a new coat. Which would you prefer, a coat or flowers? Translation, I feel unloved and lonely right now. I need a big warm hug. Woman, I always feel tired these days. Husband, you were full of beans at the Joneses on Sunday. 
Translation, I am emotionally drained. Just accept my feelings. So a man needs to learn womanese if he is ever to respond correctly and lovingly to his wife's hidden meanings. She speaks in metaphors from the heart, but he speaks from the left side of the brain. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And do check out Deacon McDonald's full site where he offers many of these one-minute pearls of wisdom and many of his full-length homilies and talks. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.